This is a podcast from Minute Media. And let's get it. This is the Back Row Bengals podcast. I am your host, Josh Miller, and we are going to be doing our special Wednesday edition of the college football playoff rankings, breaking down exactly what happened yesterday, last night, whatever, whenever it happened. And we're going to be breaking down how exactly the Bearcats can slip on into the college football playoff. And joined here is Brian Miller, the guy that has been a Bearcats fan for basically his entire life, a Bearcats alum, and uh, been watching football for pretty much the majority of his life. This is all brought to you by Bandsided.com. So let's go ahead and get into these rankings. You see hold steady at number five. And uh, right now we're going to go ahead and welcome in Brian Miller. Brian, welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey man, how's it going? You know, I was uh, I, I was thinking uh, the other day as um, as you know as we were getting ready for the show, I was thinking of uh, bringing myself back to a good old memory of back in two thousand and nine, back when UC was number five and they played um, the University of Illinois, and that was the first game that I had attended as um, a uh, person. I, and uh, I believe it was your first 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 uh, game too, and. We sat up there in the upper bowl and watched them kick Illinois' ass that year. And, uh, you know, one of the uh, the great games onto a, a remarkable season. But I just, uh, you know, just re- remember that. And now here we are in, in 2021. And, man, we have certainly became a long way since then. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely a long way uh, since then. I mean, we, we, had, we were about a split second away from making the national championship that year. Right. And then, and then, just the an absolute spiral downward. I mean, you saw them, Butch Jones, and he, he and he was he was not bad, but he wasn't up to the standard that Brian Kelly set. And then Tommy Tuberville. I mean, good lord, how terrible that was. And and then, but now, but now here we are. We're back. And not only not only are we in the conversation for maybe they can crack it, like a UCF. People are looking at us as a legitimate contender and a legitimate shot to get into the playoff. And honestly. Looking at the looking at the rankings and looking at what we saw last night and what the what precedent the committee has sent uh, or basically set, Cincinnati is about one or two slip ups away from sliding right on in, and I, I think it's going to be a lot easier than uh, what more people are, are making it out to be. Uh, I was listening to Tony and Mo uh, on their podcast on Monday, the Tony and Mo Football Show, and. They, they were talking about how they were getting scared about what's behind Cincinnati. So let's take a, if you take a look at behind Cincinnati, you got Michigan, Michigan State, and Notre Dame. And they were starting to talk about Notre Dame. And Tony said that he was scared of Notre Dame. And I just, I just don't get that. Brent, what is your feeling on Notre Dame and the possibility of Notre Dame jumping, you see? Yeah, I think to, to start, they would have to – um, jump Michigan State and Michigan in order for that to happen. You know, I don't, I don't see the committee looking at dropping. Let's just say that we're taking the rankings from this week. That I don't see the committee dropping. You see, um, potentially three spots to move Notre Dame up into where they are. So I don't, you know, I don't see that happening. I understand why it was, you know, um, of concern because. When you looked at the Michigan State and the Michigan game, obviously that precedent took place. Um, and so they have, you know, you wouldn't put it past the committee to do something like that, um, especially when they've they've certainly made, um, you know, some comments. Um, I'm talking about Gary Barta and, and the committee. They made comments about, um, you know, 
the head-to-head test isn't the only indicator of what they use to select teams. Right. Um, you know, as much as we think that that's stupid, um, that's what they go by. And I wouldn't have put it past them to put Notre Dame up there in front of UC. I'm, you know, obviously we're beyond glad that it's not. Um, but I could only imagine the hell that would would have been raised. I think not just right. from UC fans, but across, from across the country, had they seen that, and you know they would have, you know, immediately clapped their hands and said, "All right, well, that's it." You know, that's um, it. And so I think right now, you know, UC's in a good spot. Had that happened, boy, it would have been ugly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and but here's the thing: when you're looking at Notre Dame. I, you have to look at it down the stretch. So Michigan and Michigan State are eventually going to both be knocked out at some point. Uh, Michigan State's going to has Ohio State this week. They're uh, nineteen point underdogs, uh, so you're probably going to see them get whooped there. Uh, Michigan still has to play Ohio State at the end, and between those two teams, one of those two teams is going to get knocked out at the end of the year uh, because that'll be a two loss team, and I don't think they're going to put in a two loss Big Ten team. So then whoever does whoever wins that game goes to the Big Ten Championship, wins that, and then slides on into the playoff. So there will only be one Big Ten team in. Barring disaster happening in the in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. So those two so let's say those two teams are, are knocked out or Ohio State's knocked out and Notre Dame does win out. My problem is number one, the committee has already shown through the years of it being alive, is that conference championship is important. And Notre Dame doesn't play a conference championship. And then on top of that, I mean, I would say the the biggest win in college football this year, what I would probably be Oregon in Ohio State. Second win, hands down, is Cincinnati at Notre Dame. And they and they showed not only did they go into South Bend and win, not only did they go in and win by two scores, they controlled the whole game. Being there, I was able to watch that game and was able to dissect it completely. And you can see like completely this, Notre Dame had no chance against Cincinnati. I mean, they just couldn't move the ball offensively. They were really struggling. And, and the Bearcats found a way to, to obviously put it away. One team that does scare me, though, that I'm yeah. still thinking in the back of my head is Oklahoma State. I think State. who you're thinking of, yep, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Because yep. Oklahoma's already out. So you have the two Big 12. They're going to meet in Bedlam this year. Yep. If Oklahoma State wins out, Brian Miller, if they win out, do they jump? Do they jump UC? An undefeated UC team with a conference championship? Yeah, yeah. That that's the the team that I marked down on my notes tonight, and uh, I think it's you know a team that a lot of UC fans are are worried about. Um, you know, they have Texas Tech this week, and then they finish up with Oklahoma, and then assuming everything goes the way it's supposed to, they'll play Oklahoma again in the Big 12 championship. So they'll have two potential opportunities against an, an Oklahoma team who's, you know, a top, what, top 11 right now. Um, so Oklahoma's at 13. They're at 13. Okay, so top top 13 school. And, you know, that that right there, that has some reason for concern. Um, and we I think we kind of know where the committee holds the Big 12, holding Oklahoma at eight in their rankings um, as their, their highest Big 12 school, right? And so um, I think that's kind of where we have to take it with them. Um, you know, the one thing about Oklahoma State is they have been blowing doors off people uh, the past couple of weeks. So I think that the committee would consider putting them in. But the issue is, right, you have to look at, okay, you're going to put them, right, over what an undefeated UC team um the Big Ten champion, 
you're going to put them in over a potential Alabama or Pac-12 champion, and you're going to put them in, you know, in in the mix with Georgia. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a, a, a married way to get into the playoffs. So I think if it came down to it, I mean, do we do we if 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 we had money to bet that meant something to us? I mean, do we think Oklahoma would Oklahoma State would get into the playoff? And I think no. I mean, what do you do? You, do you think that as well? Well, I mean, you, you just got to look at it, and it's entirely possible of it happening. So let's look at it. Let's see. UC wins out. Oklahoma State wins out. I still think you put UC in there. I think the 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 precedent from the committee, especially this week, has shown you here is UC's path. This is it. This yep. is it. Oregon takes a loss. or Bama yep. takes a loss, and Cincinnati is in. That's yep. it. That's the end. That's the end of discussion. Yeah. Now. And, yeah, yeah, and love, let me let me cut you off right there. And one other yeah, yeah. one other thing that we learned from the committee um, last night is that okay, at least to me, right? Style points don't matter anymore. Not um, anymore. Because no, if style points mattered, South Florida, Tulane, Tulsa, um, and Navy, those games that would have been enough to drop UC um, right. because they're fifth, because they've been where they are for two straight weeks after, you know, kind of not really playing too sharp um, against these AAC opponents. Right. Um, I think style points are over now. It's now it's just about going out and winning the game the rest of the season and everything's going to take care of itself. That right there can, is also kind of further evidence to say that Oklahoma State has a really marginal shot to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think they definitely need a lot of help. I mean, Oklahoma State definitely has a chance to, um, but I, I per- personally I don't think a you know one loss Oklahoma State team is going to jump an undefeated Cincinnati team, especially when the 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 light the layout's already been laid out. It's uh, right. we already see we know the script, we know what UC has to follow. But they would also have to jump Notre Dame too. Right, right, exactly. They'd also have to jump Notre Dame, and, and I think Notre Dame is is firmly placed behind Cincinnati. Unless they lose for the rest of the year, I I think it's I think it's a little it's a little outlandish for UC fans to be constantly thinking the uh, committee's out to get us, especially after this week when we still again get at South Florida, a two-win team, where we, you know, we we played well, we we won, but we won by more than two scores. But yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it took a while to get there, and, and it looked yeah. like a struggle. But, but but you can also look you, you can also look at OSU going to Nebraska and they won right. by what eleven points. So mm-hmm. I mean you got to take it for what it is, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and I think this year especially, agree, it's just, yeah, yeah it, it's just it's just going to be about winning. And, and these last three weeks, I mean, you pretty much nailed it on the head. It's going to be about winning, and it's it's going to be about, it's not forget the style points. The style points are out the window. And I said this a couple weeks ago. I was like, style points are are fun and they're cool now and they're, they're great top to talk about now. When we get down to it, and we get down to the end of the year. We talk about this. Football's too hard, man. It's too hard. And especially for a team like Cincinnati, who went undefeated last year, too. So we got to think about that. This is a team that has lost one time in two years, and now they have 10 wins already this year. That, yeah. that is, that's, I mean, that's damn near impossible. That's hard, for, that's hard for SEC teams to do. That's hard for Georgia to do, Alabama, Ohio State, all of them to do. They, they, blue, blue Bloods don't do that. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's, it, it's hard to really put that into perspective. You know, I think we're all about putting, you know, we're now in, you know, it, it's funny that I, I bring up 2009 because, you know, back in 09, we had the BCS system and that was, you know, it was all computerized and mm-hmm. there wasn't any human input. There wasn't any human this, human that. It was all computers, 
and right. we knew where you were. You know, this year, you know, with the, the the playoff committee, I mean, we love them, we hate them, but you know, this is uncharted territory for UC yeah. and, and for for UC fans. So I think for a lot right. of us, you know, um, you know, the the old corny phrase, "Act like you've been there before." Well, we haven't been there before. You know, right. we yeah, exactly. we were there. Two years ago, we were there last year, but we weren't really there. This year, we're mm-hmm. there, right? Right. And so now it's kind of like this is the uncharted territory that this we don't real. know much about. So it's almost like you know, even last yeah. night, I, I I get kind of nervous. I'm like, all right, well, uh, you know, are we are we really about to see UC drop after being ten and zero? And so you know, I think you know, for for UC fans, you know, I mean, we're all nervous right now. We are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and we kind of talked about it last week, and it's it's more solidified this week. There, we see the path. The path is there, and it's wide open. So for UC, I think, oh my God, let's just take care of business. Now, in your head, is there any chance at all that a two-loss Bama team gets in over UC at any at any stretch? Especially if they play Georgia close, what do you think? That's the burning question, isn't it? Um, yeah, it really you know, is. I I've gone back and forth on that, and I think if you asked across the UC fan base what they would think, I think it'd be about a fifty-fifty split. I think that we would we would be concerned if Alabama smoked these next two opponents, and then. Um, and then ended up playing Georgia really close, but ended up losing. Um, yeah. I mean, there has to be some kind of, you know, you basically just ha- have to boil it down to this. Can the committee justify putting a two-loss Alabama team over any of the other one-loss candidates or no-loss candidates for that matter? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, you know, I'm less concerned more about the SEC, and I'm more concerned and focused on Oregon and the Pac-12. Yeah, um, right. Because obviously that, you know, they're they're more of that vulnerable team. I mean, we know that Alabama played LSU close and they put a couple of games close and they have a loss against a legitimate loss against Texas A&M. But they're yeah. still Alabama. They still have that brand. They still have the championship material that the committee wants and ESPN wants. And so I think that's all kind of sitting in the back of our heads, too. Um, for you, if you had that question posed to you. Do you think Bama gets in with the two losses? Let's just let's just play out the the scenario. They win their regular season games. Let's say the Georgia game is a two touchdown game. Whatever Georgia wins, right. is Bama still getting in? So then you got to look at how did they lose? I, I think that's how you're going to look at this. How do they lose? But I think a lot of it you have to look back through Bama's schedule and how they have played way down to bad talent an lsu team that's really got i mean got all everything they're i mean they're like they're las vegas raiders of the college football right now <laughs> they have a lot going on their coach is just kind of there yeah. he's almost like a, sub, a long-term substitute teacher at this point yeah i mean it's so i would say i would say i think i think personally i think if bama were to lose i think you see is in and i don't think bama makes it in over them that being said if it's like an overtime game i'm i'm going to be shaking in my boots um come that that final poll but that being said 
that being said, let's flip it on over. I mean, you 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 said it best. The eyes are going to be in Oregon. It's going to either way, but either week. way, sorry, but to, yeah. to stick on the Bama point for a second. But either way, we're we're big Georgia fans because we we yes. you know either way we want them to win. We don't want any any type of any you know something that would give Alabama any juice of a shot of a chance to get into the playoffs. So we want Georgia to win out and dominate. Now, if, if, if Georgia comes out in the SEC championship and blows out Alabama 44, nothing. Okay. That's it. We're good. Bama's out. They have to be right. They'll they be out. It would, because, because then, because then, because here's the thing, they're going to put Bama at four and then Bama's going to have to play Georgia again. And, and I don't think right. the committee wants to see something like that because right. they've already had that. Right. And it's already kind of turned into a massive right. blowout. Do you want to put them in? Right. Do you want to have them play again twice in a row? I think we we've seen that in the past with some of the college football playoff games, and they haven't been necessarily the most viewed games. All right, and so it's like you know we, I I mean, and I know that viewership isn't a thing because you want to you know pick the most important teams, right, and for pick the most deserving teams. But at the same sure. time, it's like you know, yeah, they 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 kind of like that, you know. Yeah, and, and and that's another thing. I mean, you kind of use the word it's deserving because a lot of it. I mean, I understand it, it's it's most of it's just going to be talent of the team. But I think a, a little bit of it, and I think they're showing it, is, is who's most deserving of it. And UC is 100% most deserving of it, going undefeated last year, barely losing to Georgia. The same Georgia team that's currently blowing everybody out. And Kirk Herbstreit mentioned it when game day was in Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's in this position because of how well they played against Georgia last year. Right. And that's 100% true. Right. And obviously you can point to, oh, they had guys out and it's resident yeah. draft. But, but UC, so did, UC did too. Just so, so did UC. Did. Right. So do so you see? I'm I'm so tired of hearing that stupid right. argument. UC right. did did too. Let's let's move on right. to Oregon. And and here and here in one more thing that I yeah, gotta say, go everybody in college football, everybody hates a Cinderella. Everybody oh, yeah. hates a Cinderella. And, oh yeah. And blue bloods. So, hate, blue bloods hate Cinderella. Hate Cinderellas. They hate. Oh, yeah. They hate them. And and a lot of a lot of non blue bloods hate them too because yeah. it's not them. So. Yeah. But that being said, let's go to Oregon. They're yeah. dogs this weekend against Utah in Utah. Yeah. Utah just blew the F out of Stanford. Don't cut that. Don't use that out of context. But they absolutely destroyed Stanford, the team that beat Oregon. But, I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. And, and real quick, before we jump into Oregon, we have a we have a uh, question from the comments here. Russ Blackmore, my guy, forgive me for being ignorant. Uh, you are forgiven, but isn't UC supposed to be joining the Big 12? If so, when does that happen? If it happens, how does you, that UC benefit? So, yes, Ross, you are absolutely right. Uh, UC is going to be joining the Big 12, and they uh, the date hasn't been set. It's looking like the first season in the Big 12 is going to be 2023. That's what we've been hearing so far. Uh, so that, that benefits UC quite a bit because then there's no more group of five um, – Moniker. There's no more. Okay, well they're in the group of five. Oh, they're playing Tulane. Oh, they're playing SMU. Or they're oh they're playing you know freaking ECU. And, 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 and to, to a point, as a college football fan, and, and throwing out the bye, I I, I kind of understand that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're, you're we're going out and winning games. But it's going to benefit UC quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, and one of the things also is that you look at, you know, this is a non-football-related thing, but you look at the amount of revenue dollars that will be brought in from being able to have an expanded t uh, television contract deal um, with what the Big 12 currently has. It's all, yeah. I think it's about – I'm not going to – don't quote me on this, but it's about $2 million more million 
um, than what the American Athletic Conference has with ESPN. And so when you add that in, you factor that into the pool of Big 12 schools that will be receiving that money, um, there will be a lot more a lot more revenue dollars to move around. You and know, if UC the, stays winning, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. One of the, yeah, no, you're fine. But one of the, you know, one of the, the things that happened with UC during the pandemic was the cutting of the men's soccer program. And, you know, one of the things that came out of that was because, well, we need to kind of rearrange our, 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 our uh, revenue dollars due to the pandemic, but also because the American athletic conference simply just doesn't bring in the type of money that the big 12 does or the, yeah. the, uh, the quote unquote power five conferences do. And yeah. so that's where, you know, the benefit to UC obviously is the football aspect and the basketball aspect. Shoot, no one's more excited than us right. looking at Kansas bring coming to Fifth Third Arena on a Tuesday I night mean, in January. I mean, I um, come but, on, but I mean, come on, but the 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 amount of benefit that UC will will gain from all of this is tremendously huge. Tremendous, tremendously right, yeah. huge. Absolutely huge. And I, I do I do want to talk about some UC things that don't exactly have to do. Uh, with the playoff, but let's do that uh, towards the end of the show. I want to jump back to Oregon here. I know we, we keep getting off task here, but let, let's stick on it. The Ducks are two and a half dogs at Utah. And personally, personally, I think if you're number three in the country and you're number three in the rankings, and if it ended right here, you're in the playoff, you should not be dogs to anybody that's not number two or number one, personally. So then what does that say? about what they think of Oregon is, is they're still putting them up there, but Vegas is still looking at and saying they're two and a half dogs. And honest, I mean, I'm going to take Utah. I, I'm, I'm definitely betting that game. And I mean, at this point you, you take a look at that and you're just like, yeah, oh, this is a game yeah. that Oregon's going to get beat. This is boy, it. I'm, boy, I am fired up for that game on Saturday night after the mm-hmm. UC game, after they beat SMU, we're able, we're able to uh, travel back to our uh, respective houses and watch uh, a Utah team that's you know really pretty impressive, and all of a right sudden, um, yeah. you know they're gonna they're gonna take they're gonna take on Oregon. You know, I think the one thing about Oregon, you know, last week they they looked pretty good. They look they look pretty good. Um, they also, you know, played a Washington State team that wasn't great. Um, they've also right. had some issues um, off the field with their coach, you know, and him not getting the COVID vaccine or whatever, and then he ended up getting fired because of it. Um, and that was just a, a, a few weeks prior to that game. So, you know, I think I think, you know, they had some di- di- um, distractions on that um, and they didn't, you know, they just didn't play well enough. And I think now we're kind of looking at this game. OK, if Oregon loses, this has to be the end of the line. I mean, Gotta be. this there it feels like Oregon's kind of been tiptoeing since that game against Stanford. And, you know, the fact that they played Stanford and lost and that didn't eliminate them just is completely maddening. But we digress, you know. Um, I think right now it's all about, okay, if, if, if Oregon loses, okay, if Ohio State beats Michigan State this weekend, does that mean Ohio State's three? Does that mean UC is four? And then from there, it's just all about staying in place. Is that what, what, what we think might happen? Right, absolutely, and I—I I mean, I, I think it's, it's pretty simple. Oregon loses, UC's in, and 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 then it, I think that's that's the biggest spot. And then after that, it's 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 a don't lose situation for UC. So I, I does Wake Forest scare you at all? 
the way that they played, you know, they gave up what 56 points to Army. They gave, uh, and they had a loss against North Carolina on Thursday night a couple weeks ago. I mean, they're not a great team. And I think the fact yeah. that they were up there in the top 10 to begin with kind of shows the, the lack of great teams that are vying for a playoff spot. And so, I think when you look at Wake Forest, they should not be a threat to UC. I think they weren't real. I mean, do we really feel like Wake Forest was a threat before the North Carolina game? Yeah, so, I mean, and that, and that's a great point. And the committee really did show how much disrespect that they have this year for the ACC. And, yeah. and, it's, and it's rightfully so. The, the ACC is garbage this year. It just is. I mean, the, the normal top dog, Clemson, is is garbage i mean this this thought that north carolina was going to be incredible they're terrible of course correct correct you know you you're you're spot on with with the analysis of the acc when their top dog clemson their you know sweetheart clemson isn't a isn't that good this year uh it kind of makes things a little little tricky for the committee so i'm glad that you know that acc blunder can be put to bed in, in regards to, to your right to North Carolina, who uh, was apparently going to be a, a team playing for a playoff spot before the season started. And now a Wake Forest team who made their jump and then um, got trounced by uh, North Carolina. So, yeah. I, and, I, and here's the thing. I think also a, a big a big part that showed me on Tuesday, and I'm, I'm kind of going away from the ACC here, is that the, the committee – is not going to try to cover their asses with a Power 5 team slipping behind uh, UC because UC didn't move back. They're still at five with how they played. And, you know, again, they didn't play great. But they still won. And they're showing that, that UC is deserving of that spot and the path is still there. Yeah. So I, I think that's exactly what these rankings show. Are we, so, are we at the point now where – we can pretty much eliminate six, the ranking like like the ranking of six and down from being a threat to UC. Um, at that being, point. being a threat to UC, yes, but slipping into the playoff, no. Because if you look at Michigan and Michigan State, I mean, if if either of those teams went out, they're in. But but yeah. but both those teams would have to go through Ohio State and win the Big Ten championship. So I would say I would say that I would say they're not probably not going to bump UC out. They could jump them, but they they could still slip into the playoff. Because I, I think honestly, if, if Michigan State wins out or Michigan wins out, uh, I mean those are just two one loss teams. Uh, there's going to be a Big Ten team in the championship in the playoff without a doubt. It's going to be one of those three teams. The yeah. only way that that doesn't happen is if whoever's on that side of the bracket with Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State if they lose in the Big Ten Championship. That's the only way that that happens. And, and here's, and here's, the, here's the, the kicker, and it really sucks to say this. I feel like Ohio State would have – if they don't lose this week, we might have to become Ohio State. I already, know what, I already know what you were going to say, and mm-hmm. it's something that I've been – I've you know, thought of, and it, it hurts – it hurts a lot, it hurts but a lot. UC's best chance to get into the playoff has to be eliminating the two teams that are behind UC in the college football ranking, which is Michigan right. State and Michigan. 
Yes. That has to happen. So in a sense, UC is rooting for Michigan and Michigan. I'm sorry, is rooting for Ohio State to blow those two teams out and taking care of business in the conference championship game. Because here, unless, here's unless the, now, here's I, I, now I'll, I'll challenge you on that. I, I think if I because I think if Ohio State loses uh, in the Big Ten championship game, whoever's on the the left side, and it's probably going to be Minnesota. Minnesota's already got like two or three losses, um, so I, I don't sure. think they have any chance. I don't think sure. they have any chance. Sure, but so we're saying that then you we we need to eliminate Michigan, Michigan State. Well, he, okay. Well, how about this? What if you know that? Let, let's just say that Ohio State blows out Michigan State, but they play Michigan really close, right? Or Michigan plays Ohio State really closely. Now Ohio okay. State loses in the Big Ten championship game. Is there a chance Michigan, as a two-loss team, no, get in no, to the top no, to the playoff? No, I don't think there is no, either. No, look, no, I, I don't. don't think so. I don't think. I don't think it's possible. I don't think. If it happened to Michigan State, it would be possible. But what I'm saying is this. the We already know, UC fans know, I think most of the country knows, that the committee has that prejudged bias on group of five schools. Mm-hmm. We've seen it for years. And mm-hmm. we know that UC is in that top five spot, and they've been there consistently, right? Mm-hmm. They've been – I'm sorry, they were there for the past two weeks, but six to start the rankings. Okay. Right. But – we know that they would take the opportunity to have a team jump UC and they could play it. They could play that the, the strength of schedule card or the whatever, the see, overall, see, the, overall playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Saying, I, I, I'm not, I'm not putting it past them yet. See, here's the thing. I think this week showed that that's not what they're doing. And, and, and I think, I think the majority of UC believes of what you're saying. I'm going against it. I, I think the committee has shown UC went out, and you're you're more than likely in because Bama's got to play Georgia, Oregon's got to play Utah, and then somehow find a way to win out. Ohio State's got to go through Michigan and Michigan State and win the Big Ten championship. All Cincinnati's pretty much got to do is win out and hope for one of those teams to lose. And, and I mean, it's it's definitely going to happen. I mean, I I would say the the worst the worst thing that could happen is Bama beating finding a way to beat Georgia and Oregon, Ohio State winning out. That would be the worst thing to happen. Yeah, I think that that, be, that, that scenario that scenario that you say keeps it it keeps the four in the playoff and it keeps UC out. And if yeah. if that happened if they, if it happened the way that happened, then okay. Then I get it. Yeah. But, and I know it's yeah. frustrating, but I, I'm just saying, like if, if it happens that yeah. way, then okay. What I won't be able to stand is if a team jumps UC and gets their spot over them, mm-hmm. even when UC you know what I mean? When when you see yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they did nothing wrong. And so to me, it's it's okay. If Georgia takes care of business, they're in. Yeah. Okay. And that would yeah. mean going 13 and 0, and that would bump Alabama out. Right. If Oregon takes a loss somewhere, uh, to they're, they're out. to yeah. uh Oregon State to end the season or to um Utah again, right, in the Pac 12 championship game, okay, they're probably out. Um, if OSU takes care of their business, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're probably in. That's what I'm saying. I think the teams behind UC, I really don't think are posing a threat. I'll throw a question out. Uh, I'll throw some scenario out to you. Okay. What if Oregon? Okay, let's say they win this. Let's say they win this weekend. They win next weekend. 
they then lose the conference championship game, which I, I could see happening against on, Utah yeah. again in the rematch, right? right? Rematch games are never as easy as the first game, right? Right. Um, does the committee put Oregon in? Oh, absolutely no, absolutely not. They, they're not, they're not going to put in. They're not going to put in a, a two loss Oregon team. I, I just I just don't see. It. I think the only team that they would put in with two losses would be Alabama, and I even think that's a stretch. Uh, I I think Oregon has, has definitely. I mean, if you want to talk about uh, strength schedule and style playing, no kidding. Oregon no kidding. is not even close. No kidding. To, to yeah. touch that, I mean, you can definitely argue and say that Cincinnati not only has a better strength schedule, but they also put up way better style points. You, you, yeah, you but definitely. but but it's but it's it's and I I think the the committee's kind of showing us now. It's no longer about style points. It's it's about just straight about up winning. Just winning and losing, mm. and I think if you, yeah. again, if, if 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 you put if they put you know a, a resume that's somewhat comparable with one or two losses over an undefeated UC team, again, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I'm being the devil's advocate here. I I just I have a hunch, not a hunch, but I just I just feel like they'll they'll exactly. find a way to put that that team in. Okay, um, let me throw let me throw something out to you here. Is there any chance at all? So let's say let's say let's say Georgia Georgia wins out and loses the SEC championship to Alabama. Let's say Ohio State wins out. So you have Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. Is there any chance at all that UC would switch with Oregon in the top four at the end of the year by whatever means could be could be style of play Oregon may have you know gotten lucky is there any chance at all that a, a Oregon team with one loss gets jumped by Cincinnati and gets bumped out does Oregon lose an, uh, uh, another game no they're a one loss team do you think there's any chance that an undefeated UC team could bump out Oregon at the end of the year by whatever whatever means that the committee believes is deems you know no UC better than Oregon. I don't no, I don't, and it it obviously pains me to say it. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, that would that is an interesting conversation because I haven't really mm-hmm. thought about it like that. Um, especially, you know, Oregon isn't the the you know the, they're just not they're just not that great. But but because if you look at it, yeah. But because I was going to say they 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 have arguably the best win in college football this year. Yes, the, yes. Gonna, if they if. Playing off of your scenario, they beat a top twenty-five school at their place, and they beat them again in the conference championship game. And so I look at that, and that ammunition—that's that's going to be enough to to me to put UC in, uh, Oregon in over UC. Now UC's got a pretty comparable uh, resume, right? They mm-hmm. got maybe the the second or third best win in college football. Um, yeah, I would so I would say they're definitely second. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. And, and, and I mean, you're dead on. And I, I just, I, I think there is still a chance that that happens personally, mm-hmm. because because if you stack up or if you stack up one, two, four, and five against the rest of the top ten, I would say I would say Cincinnati. I would say they beat Michigan. They beat Michigan State. Already beat Notre Dame. I think they're better than Oklahoma State, and I definitely think they're better than Wake Forest. So I, and I think if you do the same thing with Oregon. I don't think they beat Michigan. I don't think they beat Michigan State. They mm-hmm. definitely don't go into South Bend and win. That definitely right. doesn't happen. 
And, you know, so, and then Oklahoma State and Wake Forest is going to be a pick'em game. And especially if it would be in Bedlam or it would be in East Lansing, Michigan State and Oklahoma State would be favored in that game. So yeah. I, I think I think when you're – so then you got to look at how what does the committee put together and what do they think who is most deserving and then who's the most talented team. And, and I think it's going to be a combination of those two is going to decide who gets in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, I yeah, I, I think e- e- either way you shake, <clears throat> either way that you shake it, it comes down to we need some losses to happen. It's not going to mm-hmm. be given. Um, do you think we need some losses to happen? Oh, hold on, do you think we need some losses to happen or one loss to happen? Um, if we're talking about some, are we talking about what two, three losses? More than more than one. More than one. Um, if we have the one loss happen. Sure. Uh, who's who's the one loss? Is it Alabama in the in the SEC championship game? If Oregon wins out, well, that would be yeah. the, that would be the the automated loss, no matter what. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but I, but I think I do. Th- I think if Oregon loses here this week, I think Cincinnati's in, and I, and I think Oregon right. has no chance to get back in. Right, right. What I'm saying is, what to, to your point, if you that scenario, if they if the one loss or the sun losses are going to be closer to putting UC in the playoff, it's the one loss with the automated game with Georgia and Alabama, right? Uh, basically, a, a de facto elimination game for Alabama, right. um, especially if they went out. So, to your point, yes, it's one loss, assuming that Oregon and Ohio State went out. All right. All right. And, you know, there's a lot, there's a, again, I mean, there's, there's a lot to be, there's a lot of football left to be played. Yes. There's a lot going 100%. on. You got, you got, uh, you know, the UC's got SMU, then ECU, then they got a conference championship. The UC's got to win. The UC's got to win. Correct. And they, they've got, they've got arguably, I would say, the best team in UC history. I would say this is definitely, yeah. I agree. I mean, I mean, when you compare it to uh, 2009, I mean that offense was incredible, but that defense was nowhere near how good this defense is here, and they've already shown right. it. So I kind of want to right now, Brian. I want to jump out of the playoff talk because on Saturday, Desmond Ritter broke the all-time touchdown passing record at UC with 79 touchdowns, and now and counting. And right now, obviously, we both hope that he throws so many touchdowns that it's an uncut and nobody can be able to catch him. So I thought about this, and and I go back through, and this question popped up in my head. And my answer, personally, is clear-cut. Is Desmond Ritter the best quarterback in UC's football history? I have to go with yes. So you compare him to – Go ahead. I said that pretty emphatically. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, because you and I have seen UC at pretty much their prime years, their best years in their history. We've seen yeah. Tony Pike. We've seen Zach Kolaris. We've seen, you know, Gino Gadouli for, for a small period of time. And now we've seen Des Ritter. So, I mean, it's not easy to, to compare him, but you would say Desmond Ritter is the best in UC's history. Please give me your reason. Yeah, I, I would. You know, you look at – it's simply about to me. It's simply about where they've where they're going as a university, and right now they're on the verge of doing something that's never been done before in their university history, um, let alone a any you know level um, college in terms of the group of five 
getting into the college football playoff, which is such a, uh, you know, closed club, so to speak. And so right. I think Desmond Ritter is the best quarterback in UC history. He's played for four straight years. You know, when he first came in against UCLA on the road in the Rose Bowl, we were all kind of nervous, like kind of holding me like, who is it? Like, here we go. Like, you know, right. Never even uh, heard of him. Hayden Moore got, got, got benched for him. And then now here we are. And, I mean, we're on the verge of doing something insanely special. So it has to be him, um, right. you know, in the in the the row of you know brutal quarterbacks to play the spot the last five. Ross years. Trail. You had Ross Trail. You had Munchie Lego after his knee surgery against uh, in the game um, on the road. Gotta get a keel. Yeah, Gunner Keel. God, he was terrible. I mean, you just you have. Um, 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 Gosh, Ben Bryant was the other one that I'm thinking of. And Ben, ben Bryant, now he's doing big things over at Eastern Michigan. But, my God, man, I mean, we seen, we saw some bad quarterbacks uh, 2015, 2016, 2017. And, right. uh, you know, now we're here, uh, which is which is fun. Even Hayden Moore, you know, he he did, he did some good things, but he was kind of eh. yeah. Um, well, yeah, hey, I mean, Hayden Moore does hold the record for most passing yards in a single yeah. game, and, and somehow we still end up losing. I mean, that's how bad those teams were. Pretty, pretty depressing game. Pretty uh, Memphis bad. on the road right there, yeah. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, and that's that's my biggest thing with Desmond Ritter. Number, number one, he holds the most passing touchdowns in UC history, and that's going to stand yeah. for quite a while. But you also have to look at longevity. You also have to look at what was going on when he entered the program, and what's going to happen when he's Correct. leaving the program? So, I mean, first of all, when he got there, this is a team that just won four games, and uh, they were expected to go six and six that year. I, I, I think you remember. I mean, we were talking about it. It's like we're going to be lucky enough to just even get a bowl game. Yeah. Desmond Ritter comes in, and he absolutely puts an absolute spark plug in the entire team. We talk a lot about how Luke Fickle has completely built the program, and, and it's completely – you know, put us on a, a, a pedestal that we would have never thought possible. And that's absolutely true. And a lot of it has a lot of that credit should go to Luke Bickle. A lot of that credit should go to Des Ritter, too. I, I mean, it, with, without Des, that does not happen. Now, when, now, if you put Zach Kolaris, you know, through those three years with that type of team, or you put Tony Pike there, uh, you, could, you could definitely make the argument that they would be better and they would have better stats. Personally, I don't think either of them would have near the amount of wins that Desmond Ritter has. One thing that Desmond Ritter has that, that we have all seen and we all know is how clutch he is and how much this dude wins. He's going to become one of the most winningest college QBs of all time. If he wins out, I believe he's, he's either going to be third or second of all time. I mean, that's a great stat to have and a great recruiting stat to have. And Desmond has brought in so much, and he just, I think at the end of the day, it's how much this dude has won and how, what he has done in the clutch and what he has done in big moments in the big game. When you go back to the Peach Bowl, I mean, obviously, if they get that, if they get that third down at the end of the game, they win the game. But I would say you can't really put that loss on Des. I would say that loss came from when James Hudson got kicked out of the game for, uh, you know, a really, really bad late hit. Um, or the offensive coordinator going away from the running game in the second half. Exactly. Like Denbrock. 
Yeah, exactly. How in the hell is he getting? How, how in the hell is he getting nominated for some freaking offensive coordinator award? Did you? I don't know offensive coordinator that. of the year. You know, he's, getting, he's getting nominated for some offensive. freaking offensive coordinator award. Guy couldn't win us the freaking bowl game in the second half against a team we were beating. Give me a break. Yeah. Give me a break, but, man. Now, now, not to I get off the, not not to get off the the Desmond Ritter conversation, but my God, <laughs> man, I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. I, I'm right. I, I and, and I mean, as ma- as badly as that stings. Now, to be fair, that that could have been the fire that that was put into this team for them to power themselves through the rest of the year and through a lot of those games were really close, where Navy get, kicked an onside kick and we fumbled the freaking knee at, against Tulsa, and, and this that could have been the the spark plug that really did it. Uh, but this offense is averaging 40 points a game, and, and you know what? If you're if we're averaging 40 points a game and we're averaging quite a bit on the ground. You got to give it up to Mike Denbrock, but again, a lot of that has to do with Desmond Ritter. And and, and I pers- personally, I believe that Desmond Ritter is the best quarterback in UC history. Now, here's the next question: This it's this team. You got one. You're on the five yard line. You got one play to get into the end zone. Who are you putting at quarterback? Are you putting Tony Pike? Are you putting Zach Laris? Are you putting Desmond Ritter? Who are you putting in to win us that football game? Hmm. Boy, that's a good question. Yeah. You know, several, several years ago, back in like 2012, I think they had that one quarterback that I can't even remember his name, but he was using the red zone a lot to kind of just mash touchdowns into the end zone. Um, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. Maybe I'll think of him here in a second. Lou Allen? Was it Lou Allen? Lou Allen. That was it. Jordan Lou, Lou Allen? Allen? Jordan, Lou, Jordan Lou Allen. So if oh we're talking, my God. If we're talking five yard line mashing into the end zone, all right, I might take Jordan Lou Allen. Okay. Um, all right. All right. All right. All right. That's, but, but, okay. <laughs> forget that. You got one play to win the game. That's it. Got one go. play. One play to win the game. Forget, forget. Yeah. It's because it's not going to be Jordan freaking Lou Allen. <laughs> Okay, the transfer Georgia, as as electric as that dude was, it's not going to be freaking Louisville. Oh, right? Electric is a uh, as a yeah subjective term, I would say. Right. So um, who are you who are you putting in the game? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll maybe I'm 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 leaning towards Desmond Ritter. I um, too. I think yeah, that's that that's a tough one. I do think Desmond Ritter is the best quarterback in UC football. But I think if you if you're what the scenario that you're playing out five yard line, I need one play from one quarterback. I might pick Zach Caleros um, mm-hmm. because he was he was pretty clutch, man. Um, Tony Pike, he's been there, done that. Now he's he's you know if we're looking for a pocket passer. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna pick Tony. Um, but if we need the uh, run pass threat, um, give me Desmond. Yeah, absolutely. And I think honestly, I, I think it's just because of, of what we've seen Des do, and what we've seen him do in the clutch, and what we've seen him do in big moments, and what we've seen him do to propel this team to a win because a lot of times, you know, sometimes during, you know, a, a lot of our, you know, close games and close wins, Dez has put the team on the, on his back. Yes. Not only is he a great talent, he's an incredible game manager. He's very, very good at managing the game and managing the field and managing the offense. Now, obviously this year towards the end, it hasn't been so great, but you got to look at his entire career. His entire career, he's been able to do exactly that, especially when he was a freshman in the Rose Bowl. He's been able to do it at – he did it at Notre Dame. At Notre Dame this year, he put together one of the best grown man drives I have ever seen, and it resulted in a touchdown that won the game. I'm I'm putting Desmond Ritter out there. Now, if you say – go ahead. 9,300 passing yards, 
2,000 rushing yards, average uh, quarterback rating over the course of his four years, 144.6 right there. Over 1,200 attempts passing, um, 79 passing touchdowns. And let's see here, 27 rushing touchdowns. I think that how many wins? How many wins does he have? How many wins does he have total? I think he's I think he's number five all time right now. Isn't it? Um, he's he has 44 currently, doesn't he? Hey, I'll give you I'll I'll give you a crisp high five if you know this. Who's third all time in college football wins? Who's third? All time in college football wins. You know him. There's a reason I'm asking specifically third. You know exactly who he is. Um is it a recent is it a recent player? No. Okay. What what conference? Big twelve. Okay, you Big know him Twelve. Very well. Is it Robert Griffin the third? Is not Robert Griffin the third. Mm-hmm. Is it Baker Mayfield? It is not Baker Mayfield. Is it Brandon Whedon? It is not Brandon Whedon. You're missing one big one. Is it Patrick Mahomes? No. Is it, Who is it? Is it? Um, you're gonna, you're gonna give me a, give me a, give me a year. Give me a year. It, early our our lifetime. It definitely our lifetime. One hundred percent our lifetime. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is, uh, I believe, first. I'm looking for third. Vince third. Young. Not Vince Young. You're going. You're you. You have not said the right school yet. I'll I have that. not said the right school yet. Okay. Um, Johnny Football. Not Johnny Football. And you're gonna laugh. You're, you're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna not believe me. Yeah. He won the Rose Bowl his senior year. I know that. Won the Rose Bowl his senior year. He won the Rose Bowl his senior year. This is year. a team that does not usually show – is not usually in the Rose Bowl. Is this Nebraska? No. Big 12. I know, but they were in the Big 12. I know, I know, I know. That's what I was thinking. I, I thought you were going to say like Zach Taylor. All right, give me, give, me, like give, me one more, give me one more final guess, and then, and then I'm going to have to tell you. All right. Um – Man, you're missing. I can't. I can't believe you haven't gotten it. You know him incredibly, incredibly well. I'm sure I do. You know him from his NFL days more than you do his college days. From his NFL days more than his college days because they played the Bengals a lot. No, just in general. Played the Bengals a lot. Give me. Come on. Give me a final guess. Give me a team. Okay. I just pointed to uh, the Bengals logo on my shirt. Yeah, I know. I I'm know. But the list of Big Twelve quarterbacks that came from the Bengals. Bro, you're killing me! Come on. You're kidding me. Okay. The Red Rifle. The Red yeah, Rifle. Yeah, there you go. The, the Red, Red Rifle, Rifle is okay. third all time. Ran through it. I now now that I saw that stat, I do know. I saw that graphic. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. can you believe that? All right. So speaking of the Big Twelve, before we hop off here, we've had some great conversation here. Oh, speaking of which, how, how many wins? How, how many wins does Desmond have? Did you find that? I did not, but I believe it's forty-four. Correct. 
I believe, yeah, it's 44 or 45, but he, he's, he's very much nearing the, the uh, number one spot. He's not going to get to the number one spot, but he's going to be very, very close. He, he's going to be either second or third if he wins out completely. And if he, if he wins out um, in, the, in the semifinal in the national championship, he'll be second all the time. Um, I, so, but anyway, speaking of the Big 12, I want to go back to a question from the comments from our, our boy, uh, Russ, Black, Russ uh, Blackburn. Big fan of the show. Love this guy. Um, do you guys think UC can hang with the new teams they'll have to play? And I'm assuming he means in the Big 12. So I'll say this. this team's, the team's recruits that we have gotten have gotten better and better every single year. It seems like the talent that is coming into UC is becoming is getting to a point where nobody else can really reach them, especially not in the AAC. And, it's, and it looks like a lot of these teams in the Big 12 we're, we have better recruiting classes than they do. I mean, we're around in the 40s and, and then the 35s and, and, and in that range. So, and, and then on top of that, you have Luke Fickle, who, who's just done nothing but win at UC except for his first year and has built this program to something else. So I do think UC can hang with these teams. Not only that, I think they can go in. And I think it's, we should be expecting to at least be in, if not win the Big 12 championship when we get there. Now that's hopeful, hopeful you know, Believing and that's a lot of that's a lot of belief to put in, but personally, I do. I, I yeah. believe. Yeah, UC could immediately could immediately go into the Big Twelve Conference today, and I think beat half of the uh, conference in football. Um, if Easily we're half, about yeah. football only. I think it'll take one or two years to kind of get um, to the level of you know the overall just Power Five stature, um, but I do think they could go in right now and take care of half that that conference with ease. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, so Brian, is there, is there anything else before we hop off here that you want to maybe mention, talk about questions that you have about anything you see football, anything you got? Really excited for this weekend. I think it's going to be one of those decision weekends or whatever those fancy stupid terms that they use where it's, um, you know, kind of there, there could be some significant shifting in the uh, college football playoff depending on some outcomes from this weekend. So obviously we got some big matchups, Ohio State, Michigan State. We got the Oregon-Utah matchup, obviously the big one at Nippert Stadium against SMU. So we're looking forward to a couple of big ones here. Um, man, it's uh, it's going to be fun. And in the words of Wes Miller, I am fired up. Oh, oh yeah, one more thing. How about, how about, how about, how about UC basketball, man? I, again, another really, really nice win. I mean – they're fun to watch right now, man. The, the, first, the, first, the first game, you saw the defense. The second yeah. game, you saw just the ability to be good and the ability to be efficient. The third game against Alabama and m you saw how good they are from deep and how good they are shooting. I think this is a, I think this is a great team. I think this is a team that's you know, not getting a lot of credit around the uh, conference, especially not around the conference. Yeah, I mean, the, the AAC is a good. That's a, this is a really good basketball conference. Yeah, and uh, yeah. but I do, I do think though that you see this is they're 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 a good team. I think they're yeah. a really good team. I think this is a uh, March Madness team. I think this is a yeah. Team. We're gonna yeah. We'll, we'll learn a lot more here on Monday when they go um, to the um, tournament out in Kansas City and face off against number ten, the Illinois. Yeah, I think for tough. me, the non-conference slate so far has been very encouraging, right? Last year, they played a couple of these non-conference games, and they were, um, you know, very close games, or they were losing They lost to a toothpaste, or, man. Huh? 
they lost to a toothpaste, man. They lost right, to lost they lost to uh, to uh, Colgate, right? And so uh, this year, the fact that they're blowing teams out, doing what they did during the Mick Cronin era, as much as it pains me to say that they did it during the Mick Cronin era, and uh, that's a sign of the the, consist- the consistency that we saw over the last decade. And so I'm looking forward to it. I think we're all looking forward to the Crosstown Shootout coming up here in a couple of weeks. And then Xavier has looked shaky, not yeah. great. They have Ohio State coming. They in, got a so big one. Yeah, I'll say they they got a big one tomorrow, and we'll see where they stand with Ohio State. I don't think Ohio State's that that great. I think they're a little shaky th- themselves. So we'll need mm-hmm. to see how those those two teams play each other out. Should be a good one. Yep, absolutely. All right, Brian, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking some college football playoff here. This has been the Back Row Bengals Show, all brought to you by Fansided.com. Go ahead and head over there if you want to read some about the Bengals. Uh, we go ahead and go over to the Stripe Hype side. If you want to read about or listen to uh, anything about any other team or in the NFL, hockey, basketball, college football, college basketball, we got pretty much everything. Please go over there. Take a look. Go read uh, my piece. There's going to be a new piece coming out for me on Friday about Joe Burrow. Uh, so it, it should be it should be a good one. Thank you all so much for listening. A special shout out to Russ Blackthorn, the guy that has been just my number one my number one dude. Shout He's, out. Uh, always in, always engaged, and, and that's what we'd love to see. We'd love to see those comments blowing up. So thank you all so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you all next Wednesday. I'm going to be back at it live tomorrow previewing the game against the Raiders. Should be a good one. All right, y'all. I'll see y'all later. Peace.